Hello, lovelies. Feliz miércoles. Happy hump day. Welcome back to Girls in a Pod podcast, the podcast where we talk all about women empowerment, motivation, and many controversial topics that we as women face on the daily. Today's podcast is going to be the art of believing that you are the most beautiful woman in the world. A podcast about self-confidence, self-love, having a lovely soul, and creating a community with other women rather than seeing each other as competition. Back in middle school, where life suddenly goes from being these little innocent kids to kids hitting puberty and entering into this era of self-discovery where your confidence was either developed or completely broken, probably by some boy who was probably considered the popular one. Where you started to develop ideologies of what makes a girl pretty, where society started to meddle into your head and slowly put these unachievable goals and beliefs of what makes a girl beautiful according to others. That honestly traumatic as age where boys would make physical lists, yes, fucking physical lists, on who were the top 10 baddies from so-and-so school or the top 10 fucking uglies, and I was under uglies. Then you finally graduate middle school and go into high school and you start thinking, okay, it's going to be so different, we're going to be so mature, everything's going to be different, but it's really not. The popular ones are usually the ones with the pretty faces and the ones making those standards are the boys, girls competing against each other for yet again the acceptance of a boy. Then you finally graduate high school and think, ah, finally will I be over these times where my confidence was completely crushed. But then you realize life is like a big as middle school and high school. Constantly running into these walls of expectations that society has created for us women to try and achieve to be considered beautiful. Running into bullies in life that might be other people, that might be your parents, that might be social media, beauty industries, and even yourself telling you you should look and act a certain way to be considered pretty and accepted. After going through a lot and a ton of physical and mental changes throughout my life, From being bullied in middle school and being the chubby girl that wasn't allowed to shave, that romanticized thought of having a boyfriend, to one day hitting puberty, having what we call a glow up going into high school, completely unrecognizable, to going through a mentally draining relationship that made me lose my hair, that made me gain weight and not take care of my personal hygiene, to finding myself again in my 18s through 20s and having such a gorgeous gorgeous outlook on life and myself to getting pregnant at 22 and again completely losing myself into postpartum depression the weight gain that naturally comes from growing a baby in your belly the deteriorating mental health and the huge lack of confidence that came with the postpartum depression as well to today where I find myself loving myself more than I ever have loving myself with my stretch marks with my loose skin on my belly area from growing a baby with the number that comes up on the scale with my face changing into my adult features where I've chosen not to listen to any of those bullies in my life anymore where I have chosen to adopt a personal mantra that goes I need to carry myself like I am the most beautiful woman in the world 
I am the most beautiful woman in the world no matter how I look, no matter if I don't adhere to what's in a Vogue magazine, no matter if I gain a couple pounds, no matter if my skin isn't looking its best. I am the most beautiful woman on earth. When I look back and see uh, who was the best version of myself, it was definitely when I was 18 through 21. I admire her. She went from this depressed mess of a woman that was so mentally destroyed over her self-appearance, over a man, to this powerful, positive, and friendly person. And she did it for herself and herself only. When I look back and think to those times, the memories that come up into my head are so romanticized. All I see is her walking down downtown Milwaukee, smiling and laughing, walking down Water Street, making friends with any and every girl, turning the heads of everyone who felt her energy, empowering other women, so sure of herself that nothing could mess up her self-confidence. She walked into any room with such a posture, her head held up so high, she almost strutted, like if anywhere she walked was her runway. She indulged in her body no matter its flaws. She said beautiful things to herself and spoke nicely of herself. She bought makeup to make herself happy. She bought clothes so she felt nice in it. She didn't melt at the idea of any man doing anything for her and most certainly did not settle. She was the definition of confidence. And I strive to be her again. And every woman should strive to want to think of themselves as the most beautiful woman on earth. And remember, every single beautiful flower blooms. And to be able to achieve that, you must practice eight things within yourself first. The first one is, beauty is an inside job that radiates into everything you do. Beauty is more than skin deep. It's your smile, how you move, the curve of your hips, the way your hair falls or doesn't fall, how you portray emotion through your eyes, it's your personality, it's those little quirky traits you have, the way you treat anything that's alive, the way you look at the moon, the way you speak to the elderly, the way you love animals, the way you express yourself in your truest emotion. It's knowing you have flaws and taking them in and accepting them. It's doing things out of the goodness of your heart. It's doing whatever you want to make yourself happy and to make yourself feel beautiful, whether it's dyeing your hair, wearing your makeup how you like it, wearing cute outfits, or even covering up more. And most of all, it's understanding that your life is yours. Do not prioritize waiting for others to make you feel beautiful, to make you feel successful, empowered, and worthy. You should not have to wait for that. The second thing is, Finding your own definition of beauty. Be realistic and empathetic with yourself when finding your definition of beauty. Take into consideration the, the things you absolutely cannot change about yourself. And you have to learn to love and accept. See and believe what beauty truly means to you. And not what social media or beauty industries tell you what beauty is or what they think beauty is. Think on a physical, intellectual, spiritual, and mental level. For me, beauty is feeling good about myself. It's feeding myself the food that makes me happy. It's being active one way or another. It's not caring what others think, but caring for them as human beings. It's having radiant energy that's infectious. It's filling my mind with beautiful thoughts about myself and the world we live in. It's reading and filling myself with different perspectives and knowledge to allow myself to widen my mind. 
It's the scary feeling of trying on a bikini and looking in the mirror to see how it looks and accepting that my body is feminine, that it's aging, that it's fed, that it has curves and flaws, and that it was my son's home for nine months. Beauty is in the confidence that I carry for myself even after accepting or not accepting my flaws. Number three is don't fake it till you make it. Think more, brave it till you make it. The saying faking it till you make it is basically to consciously cultivate an attitude, feeling, or perception of competence that you don't currently have by pretending you do until it becomes true. When you refer to yourself as fake, you're training your brain to believe it and discount the credit or the work that you just did. It's kind of like when your mom tells you you're not good enough or you disappointed her and you kind of like allow that and take that and accept that and think that of of yourself that of yourself and you grow up thinking that because you trained your brain to believe that for the acceptance of your mom it's it's exactly the same you are feeding into sabotaging yourself you are feeding into imposter syndrome and many other disorders in your within within your mental health avoid self-deprecating language like fake it till you make it and replace it with a positive affirmation No, you didn't fake it. You were amazing today and you should be proud of what you did. Accept your flaws and go on with your day. But don't let them linger in your head. Don't let a few negative thoughts on your appearance allow you to restrict yourself on precious moments or events. Your thoughts are what control your life. So no matter what you thought of yourself a few moments ago when you looked in the mirror, think of yourself as the baddest bitch alive at whatever event you're at. Don't pretend you don't have those flaws because then you're not allowing yourself to perceive and see and accept yourself as what you truly are. Accept yourself and be strong-minded to be able to carry yourself with extreme confidence. Just be so confident that you become assertive with your thoughts and you control your thoughts and don't let your thoughts control you. Number four is recognizing the positives. This world is filled with so much hate and so much negativity that it could be easy for us to overlook the positives in our lives. So celebrate your successes, accept compliments, ask people what they like about you, keep a journal and write a list of things you like about yourself. But look at the positives more and don't let those negatives control your life. Number five is assessing your body language. So your eye contact, fixing your posture, making yourself big, smile often, especially at other women. I know when I'm around other women, I try not to look at their body. I try not to look at their outfit. I try to keep my eyes on their eyes and that's it. Because I know when I my self-esteem is pretty low or I'm not enjoying what I'm wearing or and I still have to go to an event or something, I feel so shitty about myself when other women look at my outfit. It's those little micro-expressions other women do. So I learned to not do that at other women. I learned not to look at their outfits. I learned not to um, give them weird stares and I just learned to smile and look at their eyes, compliment them, say hi because that's honestly none of our business what they're wearing, how they look. That's none of our business. Just be nice and move on with your day. Six is self-love. Self-love is a state of appreciation for yourself that grows from actions that support our physical, psychological, and spiritual growth. Self-love means having a high regard for your own well-being and happiness. Self-love means taking care of your own needs and not sacrificing your well-being to please others. Self-love means not settling for less than you deserve. This can look like talking to and about yourself with love, prioritizing yourself, 
giving yourself a break from self-judgment, trusting yourself, being true to yourself, being nice to yourself, setting healthy boundaries, forgiving yourself when you aren't being true or nice to yourself. I remember when I was in that age where I, would, I felt really confident in myself, that age of 18 through 21, I would walk around my apartment in a bra and in panties and just indulge and dance and love my body, look at my body in the mirror and just tell myself nice things. And I was just so happy. I was so happy with myself and I loved myself so much. And I still had my flaws and I still chose to accept them and ignore them and know that they're there, but not let them control my life and just be a happy person within myself. For many people, self-love is another way to say self-care, to practice self-care. We often need to go back to the basics and see if we need to listen to our bodies more, take breaks from work and move and stretch, put the phone down and connect to yourself or with others or a friend or family. Um, it's eating healthy, but sometimes indulging in your favorite foods as well. Number seven is to have a beautiful soul. So what is a soul? According to Loner Wolf, your soul is the immaterial essence and totality of who you are at core level. It is your true nature. As all of life at its core level is energy, a soul is the whole of this energy, a unique expression of the divine which we call spirit. Indeed, your soul can be thought of as a spirit embodied. As the force that animates, moves, and even speaks to us, our souls are said to be the source of our intuition and higher knowing. Your soul cannot die. It can transform and merge back with spirit, but it cannot die. In order to find your soul and connect with your soul, you need to do things you, know, you love. You need to dance. You need to go out in nature. You need to take the road not taken. Do breath work. Work out. Do stuff you love. Sing. Be connected with your heart. When someone says that a person has a beautiful soul, typically they're referring to someone with a kind, giving nature, someone confident, genuine, balance, and understanding. People with beautiful souls make others feel safe and at peace. Sometimes, but not always, a beautiful soul is also an old soul or a spirit that has lived many lives and has presumably seen pain and suffering, but has moved through it to find peace on the other side. The opposite of beauty is ugliness. This kind of ugliness of soul of the soul is caused by the same pain and suffering, but instead of processing it, the trauma from childhood causes blocks, walls, and barriers, and unhealthy coping me mechanisms like being selfish or, pe or petty, angry, driven by ego or materialistic things, being narcissistic, negative, discouraging to others, judgmental, you like to see others fail, glutinous, imbalanced, obsessive, and possessive. True confidence must be connected with permanence. The only permanent thing in your life is your soul. Everything else in this world, your body, your material possessions, is transitory and ever-changing. Your soul, by contrast, is divine. It's con constant, permanent, and indispensable. Soul in this context means both your personal soul and all your soul activities, like love, children, and all the eternal things that you create in your lifetime. Thus, true confidence is rooted in the soul. Deep inside every single person, it's a source of all confidence. To feel confident, you must be in touch with your true self. And lastly, number eight, build a community of women around you. This might look like making friends. Talk to the girls at your gym. Talk to those girls on social media. Build them up. Hype them up. Don't point out other women's flaws, especially for the acceptance of a man. We've all been there. 
Don't be a mean girl. Celebrate each other's accomplishments. Love each other like how children love each other. See other women as souls and not physical bodies. See them for humans that they are. See them for humans that were once children, for humans that have gone through trauma, for humans like you and I that cry, that laugh, that share all of all of these human emotions. Don't think of the what ifs and just focus on your energy. It's very easy as women to be intimidated by other women, but just focus on your on your energy and just be nice to everyone and anyone you meet. And to finish off, don't let your mind play your body. It's a short life. Don't wait to wake up one day and start living and believing that you are the most beautiful woman on earth. You are the main character in your existence. Be the sexiest version of yourself in this lifetime. Carry yourself with the most possible confidence. Walk into every room so sure of yourself that you don't feel the need to compare yourself to others. Miss Alexa Demi, playing her character of Maddie Paris on Euphoria, once said, 90% of life is confidence. The thing about confidence is that no one knows if it's real or not. Mm -hmm.